for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hi, I'm so glad that you decided to start this new year in God's Word, and I hope that it would give you the, the strength that you need and the courage to face the battles that you will encounter each and every day. Uh, you know, one of the things that I enjoyed uh, when I was uh, in the church was that we would have an event called a lock-in uh, annually, and so what it was, where it was a time where the, the church would come together and they would fill up the rows and the seats of the church. And, you know, we would have a time of fellowship. We would have some activities. Uh, we would have some food. Uh, but then most of all, the focus was on worship. And we would have an extended time of just praising God. And then we would have a message that would uh, really encourage us and stir our hearts to pray. And then we would seek the Lord in prayer um, for the entire night. And, you know, when I look at those events, I could see uh, how passionate it was and I, how I was so looked forward to those events because I could spend that with God and, and not have to worry about anything else. We were just uh, locked in in terms of focusing and making sure that everything we do was about God. Uh, in this passage, what we're going to look at as we're looking at the life of Christ, uh, we'll see an area that he focused on, which is prayer, and how important it was to him, and how he's using this for the decisions that he makes every day in his life. Luke chapter 6, verses 12 through 26. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose twelve of them, whom he also designated apostles. Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region around Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him, because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. 
But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. And so we find ourselves in Luke chapter 6. And here uh, Jesus is, is this picking and choosing who will be his disciples. And if you've been following along in this chapter, uh, you notice that there's a lot of controversy that's following Jesus uh, wherever he goes. And the religious leaders are looking for ways to trap him and to discredit him so that people would not look to him as the Messiah, as he was claiming to be uh, throughout his ministry and his life here on earth. And so the religious leaders are looking uh, for these ways. And then we see that in this encounter that there was this debate um, over the Sabbath. And so what he's doing is he's stirring up the hornet's nest and it's creating all this anger. And they were looking for ways to kill Jesus uh, because of the words that he was saying and how he was making them to look like fools because they were so focused on the laws and not upon God. And so while all this is going on in this passage, uh, we see that Jesus takes the time to go to the mountainside to pray. And he's not only there to pray, but it says that he prayed all night. Uh, I don't know how many of you have ever spent an entire night just in prayer, uh, but it does take a lot of focus. It takes a lot for us to be able to sit in front of God, to express, to listen, uh, just to be disciplined in the area of prayer. And I can imagine that it's much harder nowadays with all the technology, with all the distractions that are around us and our need to, to try different things, that it's hard for us to focus on one thing. And for Jesus, who was uh, the Son of Man, to be able to focus on prayer all night shows that he was committed and how important it was for him to commune with God, who is his Father, to spend that time talking to him and to receive from the word that God was trying to give upon him. And so in the midst of all the pressure, of all the anxiety that Jesus was facing at that time, he takes the time to pray and to lift these things up to the Lord. And for him, out of this prayer, out of the communion with God, what ends up happening is he's able to choose the 12 disciples, the 12 people that he will be investing his life. These are the ones who will be the, that will change the world through the teaching of Christ. Uh, as they follow him and they learn from, uh, from him of how to be Christ-like and how to be a disciple. And so this is where his ministry began. And knowing that choosing these 12 will probably be one of the most important things that he will ever do. And so this one person uh, asked a theologian once that, you know, out of all the 12 disciples, how is it that uh, Jesus chose Judas to be his disciple. And the theologian answered this person and said, no, the bigger question is, why did Jesus choose me? 
And I think that's an important question that even though Jesus chose Judas to be his disciple, the one who would betray him, and maybe that is what was agonizing Jesus. Maybe this is what made him pray for so long, knowing that choosing him meant that he was choosing his betrayer. Um, but regardless, these disciples were not perfect. These disciples made mistakes, and but yet through it all, they were able to make an impact on the kingdom of God. And the same goes for us. Jesus chose us to be his disciples uh, so that we can go forth and to change the world. And as Jesus continues, we see the ministry of Christ that is taking place uh, throughout this verse, these verses that we are continuing on. And so as Jesus is coming down from this mountain, uh, he spends it with the people, the crowd that has been following, the crowd that has heard so much about who this uh, Jesus is, people who are being healed, uh, the evil spirits that are being cast out, miracles, people uh, who were once blind now being able to see, people who couldn't walk now able to run and to do things that they weren't able to do. And so all this is taking place, and Jesus takes the time to teach them. And so the crowd is wanting more. The crowd wants to see miracles. The crowd is asking for him to touch them or to do something miraculous in their lives. Uh, but Jesus does what, <laughs> what they were probably not wanting to hear. But Jesus was using that to teach them. But if you look closely, it says that he looked at the disciples as he's teaching them. Uh, perhaps he's uh, preparing them for the ministry that they will be doing as Jesus will be sending them off two by two into different towns to minister and to preach uh, to the people there. And so Jesus gives them words of knowledge, words of wisdom uh, before they go forth to do what they are called to do. And so uh, we need to keep in mind that uh, we also need to take this message to heart. The message that Jesus is teaching is not only for the disciples, for, but for us as well. And so let's learn to accept that and let's learn to use that uh, to further God's kingdom and to do ministry for the Lord as we impact this world. And so as Jesus was teaching the disciples and the ones that he chose, the ones that he handpicked uh, with their diverse backgrounds, some were Jews, some were Gentiles, some were tax collectors, and their, their views and their idea of God was vastly different. But they all came together. And as they were under the ministry of Christ, uh, Jesus is teaching them and telling them that there will be times where they will be hungry. There will be times where they will, uh, they will weep. They will mourn. There will be times where people will hate them. But who will they turn to? And so hopefully they understood this message and they realized that uh, God is a source of healing. This is where they're understanding that God is a source for all things. God is the one that can encourage them. Uh, God is the one that is sending them out uh, into the world. And the same goes for us, that God is calling us to be his disciples, to go into the world where we know that we will be hated, we will be looked down upon, uh, people may dismiss us, uh, we may be asking for justice, 
But we can only do that when we turn to God. And so let's do that as we end this in prayer. Father, we thank you for your message. We thank you for the ministry of Christ. And may we continue to do the same as we love and as we give to others uh, so that we can impact your kingdom. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh uh-huh.